On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness To boredom overtook us And he began to speak Okay, John, play you back son, up son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces Okay, Tom Kearney here on a... Uh, Let's see, a Thursday night. I believe it's June 11. And we have a little bit of uh, Kenny Rogers there. A song that was popular. Uh, are you there? Uh, the song was popular and it turned into a, uh, a lot of popularity. And in fact, they, they made a movie of it. And that's Kenny Rogers who passed away recently. On tonight's yeah. program, we're going to update further our necrology, a list of those who have died in the last three months who deserve to be remembered. Dr. Edward Funkhauser, Professor Emeritus at NC State University, is our keeper of the role and has been for the last 15 years. And he's going to talk about various figures, particularly from the world of music, popular music especially, who have passed away recently. And you're going to really hear some interesting and good music tonight. Ed? Yes, Tom. Here I am. Well, Kenny Rogers was our opening. Uh, Ed, are you on a speakerphone? Uh, I am on a speakerphone. It would be better, I think. It would sound better if we were, if you if you have the direct phone. There's a little bit of well, a loss of volume some somewhere in there somewhere. How about now? How about now? Sound better now? Uh, I hope a little better. A little better. Okay. But, uh, All right. Um, uh, Kenny Rogers, of course, had a 60-year career, unbelievably, 1957 to 2017. Uh, and he recorded 65 albums and sold more than 165 million records, as a matter of fact. Um, he's one of the best-selling and most popular music artists of all time, as a matter of fact. Um, and as we know, he was successful in many musical fields, rock, jazz, folk, and country. Um, and you know, if we had the list all of Kenny Rogers' hit records, would be uh, very long, wouldn't it? Uh, remember, Just Dropped In, 1968. That was with Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town, uh, the, in uh, 1969. Lucille, 1977. The Gambler, of course, uh, 1978. Coward of the County in 79. Lady, in 1980, a song written by Lionel Richie. Um he had many hit duets with female singers, too, including Dolly Parton, Dottie West, Shana Easton, Kim Carnes. Won many awards. He's a native of Houston, Texas. Lived in Georgia. Married five times. Father of three sons. Kenny Rogers, Tom. A good one to get off with. Uh, not good that he's passed on. And I was thinking of the wonder of, of recorded music, you know, that we can keep the songs, even though Kenny has gone on to his, his reward, but we've still got the sounds, and we can still listen to The Gambler. Oh, yeah. Well, another that passed away is Bill Withers, uh, who died March 30th. He was 81 years old. Bill Withers um, was a native of Slab, Fork, West Virginia. He's in the West Virginia Music Hall of Fame, <laughs> and uh, he's in, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. Remember... Ain't No Sunshine, 1971, Lean On Me, in 1972, and Just the Two of Us, in 1980, and many others. He won three Grammy Awards to Bill Withers, 
and he was nominated for four more. Spent nine years, nine years in the United States Navy. We want to play a little bit in just a moment from the Settler Brothers, Tom. Uh, one of their popular songs, I think uh, John there in the uh, studio is going to play um, uh, The Flowers on the Wall, which the uh, Sattler Brothers uh, recorded. Uh, John, go ahead. Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain... Well, what I, I guess I should say here is that uh, Harold Reed passed away on April 24th. He was 80 years old. He was the bass singer for the Sapper Brothers, um, who started working in 1955, worked until 2002. Sapper Brothers were Harold and Don Reed, who were actually brothers, Bill Balsley and Lou DeWitt. Later, Jimmy Fortune replaced DeWitt. Uh, due to DeWitt's health. They were all from Stanton, Virginia. And I remember them uh, being a native of that area when they were just getting started uh, and would play in local churches. I mean, actually sing in local churches um, for a free will offering, as a matter of fact, back in the day. The group's name was taken from a box of tissues in a hotel room, a Statler Hotel, uh, no doubt. They performed with Johnny Cash for many years, but went on their own and uh, made uh, big hits. Of course, Flowers on the Wall, Bed of Roses, and others. The Sadler Brothers had four records, each number one on the Billboard chart. Oh, they were always uh, very appreciative, uh, Ed, of their uh, treatment by Johnny Cash. They opened for him, as you said, for many years, I think seven for, or eight years. But they had a I don't know if it was a song or just a statement that they were always paid by cash. Yes, and they and they always uh, got along well. They didn't leave with any animosity with Johnny Cash. They just wanted to go out and do their own thing, and they did very well. It was the right thing for them to do, as a matter of fact. Right, well, they're one of my favorite groups. In fact, they're the only group I've ever paid money to see. Well, yes, I've seen them also. They were quite entertaining. They're from your part of the guys. world, as a matter of fact. They did a lot of good work, too, in Stanton, Virginia. Yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention Alan Merrill, who died March 29th. He was 69 years old. You may not have heard of Alan Merrill. He had a band called The Arrows. The Arrows were not real successful. He went to Japan. He was moderately successful there. Well, gee whiz, not, not a lot. Well, he wrote a song for his band, The Arrows, and they released it. Actually, it was released as a B-side by The Arrows, and it went absolutely nowhere in 1975. However, seven years later, in 1982, a singer named Joan Jett recorded the same song that Alan Merrill had written seven years earlier. It went to number one and stayed there for two months. The song, I Love Rock and Roll, by Joan Jett. It's one of the all-time great rock and roll anthems, as a matter of fact. Merrill died from COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus. Ed, let's take a break. We need to take okay. a break now and get a break in. You can catch your breath, and we'll have some more 
of uh, the musicians of note who have uh, passed away and on our, our list that we call a necrology right after this. Little Richard, good golly, Miss Molly, as we're continuing our list of those uh, from the world of music who have passed away and become a part of our necrology. Tom Kearney here, and Dr. Ed Funkhauser is going to tell us about Little Richard. Yeah, Little Richard. His name was Richard Penniman, and Richard Penniman died May 9th. He was 87 years old, as a matter of fact. Of course, he was a singer, a songwriter, and a piano player for 73 years. Can you believe it? He worked from 1947 until until today, until 2020, until the time of his death. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Um, And songs, major hits, uh, Tutti Frutti, Long Call Sally, Keep a Knockin', and of course, Good Good Golly, Miss Molly. Uh, It was said that these songs actually define the sound of rock and roll. Uh, His style of music was original. It was loud and energetic with a pounding beat and shouted vocals. And it influenced performers for decades, uh, Tom, including Elton John, of course, the Rolling Stones, David Bowie, and many, many more. He was a native of Macon, Georgia, was Richard Penniman, known to all, as Little Richard. Probably, Ed, he and uh, Pat Domino had as much to do with the transition from uh, the old style of music to rock and roll as anybody in America. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I, I don't doubt that at all. Um, he, he is one of the kings, one of the founders, actually, of what we would call rock and roll music. I want to say something about Adam Schlesinger tonight. Died April 1st. He was 52 years old. He died of COVID-19 also, the coronavirus. Um, Adam Schlesinger uh, was a multi-talented singer, musician. He played guitar and keyboard, songwriter. And he had a band called the Fountains of Wayne, which, of course, had a huge hit in 2003 in Stacy's Mom, which was co-written by Schlesinger. Uh, my daughter taught me this music, really. Uh, Sounds of Wayne also had many other popular songs, uh, two that I always really enjoyed, Mexican Wine, and still do, by the way, Mexican Wine and Hate Julie. He wrote the music for movies, for Broadway. He won three Emmys, a Grammy. Adam Schlesinger, as a matter of fact. Changing gears a little bit, changing types of music, I want to say something about Ellis Marsalis, Jr., died April 1st. He was 85 years old. He was a he was a music teacher, an educator, and a jazz piano player. Played with Al Hurt and Cannonball Adderley, because he's from New Orleans, this Miss Ellis. Taught music at the University of New Orleans and other places. One of his students was Harry Connick, Jr., who, by the way, has sold more than 26 million albums. But to his son, Marcellus's sons were among his most famous students. Uh, Branford Marcellus, a saxophone player, and Winston Marcellus, a trumpet player, are, are widely known and respected. By the way, Bradford Marcellus is a, um, has a faculty appointment in music at North Carolina Central University in Durham. 
Elvis Masalis is in the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame, uh, and he died also of COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus. I want to say something about Jan Howard, passed away March 28th. Age 91, I played many Jan Howard songs on the radio in my youth. Uh, she recorded 51 singles and 17 studio albums, a country singer. She was a member of the Grand Ole Opry. And uh, she had a number one song with Bill Anderson in 1967. Uh, the song was entitled For Loving You, number one in the country chart. And she was also a backup singer for many artists. Uh, I wonder how many people realize that uh, people who know the Johnny Cash 1968 number one hit, Daddy Sang Bass, you know that song, Tom. Well, in the, there's a female voice in there. He says, Cash says, Daddy Sang Bass, and a female voice sings, Mama Sang Tenor. Well, that was Jan Howard. Um, she was married to well-known country songwriter Harlan Howard and from 1957 to 1968. And she wrote an autobiography called Sunshine and Shadows. She had a lot of shadows in her life. Uh, tragic death of two of her sons, one in the Vietnam War and one to suicide. She also wrote poetry and short stories with Jan Howard. How are we doing on time? We're doing fine. We've got uh, about five more minutes before we need to take another break. Okay. Um, I went to uh, 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 John to uh, get his records queued up there. We're going to play uh, uh, the song Fever uh, by, uh, of course, Peggy Lee. So, John, give that a spin if you can. Fever. One of the things about Fever and Peggy Lee uh, Ed was that this was her, her signature tune for, for most of her Never know how much I love you. Yes. Yeah, Fever Never was her signature song. Uh, and uh, it was written, the reason we're playing Fever here is Eddie Cooley died April 15th at the age of 87. Um, he was a singer and songwriter who wrote the song Fever, and it was recorded by a fellow named Little Willie John, and it became a number one hit on Rhythm and Blues charts. But when Peggy Lee recorded it in 1958, it became a top five hit around the world, and it was nominated for a number of awards, including Record of the Year. And Fever was certainly Peggy Lee's signature song. Um, it's a slightly different tempo than the original. Actually, has different instrumentation and even some rewritten lyrics as a matter of fact. And the list of singers, by the way, who have recorded Fever is impressive. Elvis Presley, Madonna, Christina Aguilera, Michael Bublé, Beyonce, and many others. Truly died in Meridian, Mississippi on his 87th birthday. Okay, Tom, uh, another one before the break? Yeah, let's do John. Are you going to do John Prine? We've got... We've got uh, about three minutes left here, so... Okay, okay, Janet Dubois. Janet Dubois right. was a singer and songwriter and a dancer from 1962 to 2016. And we know the song she sang. She co-wrote and sang the song Moving On Up. 
which was the theme song for the TV show. Tom, you know? The Jefferson um, that was on the air from 1975 to 1985. Um, and she played uh, Will- Wilona Woods, a friend of the Evans family, on the situation comedy Good Times, as a matter of fact, and appeared also in other TV shows, including a recurring role on the soap opera Love of Life. Janet Dubois died February 17th. Let's take one more. Okay, let's do Alex Harvey. He wrote many songs. Alex Harvey was a songwriter. He wrote songs recorded by Ellen Jackson, Three Dog Night, Billy Ray Cyrus. The list goes on and on. Jimmy Buffett, Edie Gourmet, uh, Henry Mancini, <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. What a range of artists. Uh, Kenny Rogers recorded 18 Alex Harvey songs. <laughs> Harvey's biggest hits were Reuben James, recorded by Rogers. Delta Dawn, recorded by Tanya Tucker, Helen Reddy, and also by Beth Midler. He's also a movie actor. He was born in rural western Tennessee, educated at Murray State University in Kentucky, studied acting in Los Angeles. Alex Harvey died April 4th. He was 73 years old. We, we should have picked out Ed some... Uh... Uh, songs by Harvey, particularly, I, I like Delta Dawn, which was uh, originally, uh, I think the first recording artist for it was Tanya Tucker when she was about Tanya, Tanya Tucker did it first, but other people had popular versions of it, Helen Reddy and Ben Midler. Right. And, and yeah. Ben Midler, yes. Yeah. Well, let's take a little time out now and promote what we're going to do tomorrow night and give you t- a chance, Ed, to catch your breath, and then we'll be back after the news uh, with... Uh, some more music and some more recognition of those who have passed away from the world of music and uh, who deserve to be remembered. Uh, Sunday is Flag Day, and as close as we could get is tomorrow night. So on what is normally our trivia night, we're going to have a program devoted to, well, some information, and I suppose a good bit of it will be trivia about the American flag and Fort McHenry and the Star-Spangled Banner and all that sort of stuff. So we hope you will join us tomorrow night. My brother Stephen is going to be with us, and we're going to be doing that tomorrow night and in observance of Flag Day, which is going to be Sunday. And we'll remind you of that, that if you can't listen to the program, to be remembering of the flag on Sunday and fly it uh, if you can and wherever you can. Uh, Next week, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Nick Petro back from the National Weather Service. We're going to talk uh, to a couple of authors who have written a book about the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. It's called UNC from A to Z. And I suspect we'll get a little trivial information there, too. So that's coming up next week. Uh, in, the, in the meantime, uh, Ed will be back, I think, next Thursday night to do another edition. We've just about rounded up all the people we did not get to de- deal with, Ed, during the period that, that I was away and we couldn't do the broadcast. But that will be next Thursday night here on News Radio 680 WPTF. In the meantime, we need to update ourselves on the news around the world and uh, check with the weather forecast and find out about the uh, flash flood watches that are out. We'll do that on WPTF. Let that one go, so that's a good one. Let's, let's play a little bit more.
Hey, Thomas, Bobby Lewis. Uh, Bobby Lewis passed away April 28. He was uh, 95 years old. The song was, of course, called Tossing and Turning. And the opening of that song, Couldn't Sleep at All Last Night, I think is known to people of all ages. Uh, it was number one on the Billboard chart for seven weeks in the summer of 1961. Uh, the record sold one million copies. Now, as, as I said, today most folks from kids to senior citizens know that opening line. The song was featured in the 1973 movie American Graffiti, also was featured in the hit movie Animal House in 1978. And it is still heard today on radio stations and services that feature rock and roll music of days gone by. Lewis learned to play the piano at age six, despite having very poor eyesight, which was a lifelong condition. He ran away from home at age 14, started his entertainment career working in carnival shows. Bobby Lewis, 95 years old, passed away on April 28th. Well... Yeah, and I've always liked that song, and when I hear it, it just uh, has a meaning uh, that reminds me of the summer after I graduated from high school, which is, in fact, when it was popular. Sure, and, uh, you know, as, as I've, I've said a couple of times there, that is one of those songs that has really never gone away. Um, we still hear it a lot in a lot of different places uh, for a lot of different reasons, commercials and um, movies, et cetera. And in my mind, too, it, it's connected, I'm not sure if it should be, with uh, Bobby Darren's Splish Splash, which is something of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mention Jim Owen, who died March 7th. He was 78 years old. A country music songwriter and singer. He wrote a lot of songs for a variety of artists. Mel Phillips, Porter Wagner, Jerry Reed, Jim Ed Brown. Uh, best known for the song he wrote, um, Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man, 1973, performed by Conway Sweaty and Loretta Lynn. It was the number one country hit in both the United States and in Canada. But interestingly, Jim Owen was obsessed with recreating Hank Williams, his voice and his mannerisms, and he produced and performed as Hank Williams a 60-minute PBS TV show in 1976 entitled Hank which won an Emmy that year as the best show on public television that year. Uh, later, he had a national tour with a live one-man 90-minute show, which was entitled An Evening with Hank Williams, played to thousands of people in venues all across the country. Uh, another uh, uh, country popular country singer was Joe Diffie, uh, who performed from 1989 to 2020, has 35 songs on the Billboard Hot Country Singles chart. But the song he's most associated with that we all remember is Pick Up Man, which stayed number one on the chart for four weeks in 1994. And he, um, he wrote songs for many other singers. He was a member of the Grand Ole Opry, was Joe Dizzy. And I he think died. He was well, very well thought of, too. Yeah, if, if disease I... caused by coronavirus. Right. And now, John, we want to hear a little something from John Pride, uh, John P Prine, P-R-I-N-E, John Prine, 
uh, a song um, he wrote and sang called Paradise, John. When I well, John Bly, a, a singer most accurately described as a folk singer, a singer and songwriter of songs, which often included elements of social protest, especially in regard to anti-war and environmental issues. Uh, he was active from 1971 until his death. And his best-known song is that song, Paradise, 1971, which was about the devastating effects of strip mining in Kentucky. Uh, this song has been recorded by many performers, including John Denver, the Everly Brothers, Johnny Cash, Jimmy Buffett, John Fogarty, and many others. Interestingly, John Pine co-wrote the song, you Never Even Call Me By My Name, which was a hit in 1974 for David Allen Poe. He co-wrote it with Steve Goodman. But he did not take credit for it because he didn't want his name associated with that song because he thought people would think he was making fun of country music. If you know the song, you might understand that. But, of course, the song was a big hit. Uh, and today he is generally acknowledged as a co-author of that particular song, You Never Even Call Me By My Name, from 1974. Uh, John Pine also died of the uh, coronavirus, as a matter of fact. You know, it's, it's interesting, the number, uh, I haven't counted, but the, the number of people that we have had to treat and have been brought before your review have been increased considerably by the people who've died from the virus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a tragic, really. Paul English died February 12th. He was 87 years old. And what we would say about Paul English was that he was Willie Nelson's drummer for years. He worked with Willie first in 1955 and then more or less permanently starting in 1956. He was on the Farm Age Board of Directors, and he was the Farm Aid, if you'll remember that effort, it was the farm aid treasurer, Paul English, 87. All right, Tom, how are we doing? Got a couple of more before the break. Is that okay? Yeah, we'll do a couple more before the break, and then we'll we'll wind it up for the, the evening after the break. Okay. And uh, American opera singer Rosalind Ellis, I'm sorry, her name is Rosalind Elias, E-L-I-A-S, uh, died May 3rd. She was 90 years old. Uh, she had a 64-year career as an opera singer. She sang at the Metropolitan Opera in New York with 687 performances, played 54 different roles. As a child, she listened to the live Saturday afternoon opera radio broadcast from the Metropolitan Opera. She loved the broadcast, and so she decided at a young age to become an opera singer. And, of course, she later appeared very many times on that broadcast as an adult. And, Tom, you and I know, as people who are interested in the history of broadcasting, a lot about the National Metropolitan Opera radio broadcast. It was sponsored by Texaco for 64 years, from 1940 to 2004. And the host was? Milton Cross. Milton J. Cross. He did it for 43 years, 1931 to 1975. And, by the way... This broadcast continues to this day, as a matter of fact. Richie Cole 
was a noted American jazz saxophonist, um, played with the big bands, Buddy Rich, Lionel Hampton, Doc Severinsen, and others. Then he uh, formed his own band. Richie Cole recorded more than 50 albums um, with, by himself or as the band leader, and he played or recorded as a sideman with many artists, including Nancy Wilson, Manhattan Transfer, Boots Randolph, and lots of others. He is a former chair of the board of the National Endowments for the Arts, studied music at the Berkeley School in Boston. Died May 2nd, who was 72 years old, was Richie Cole. Okay, Tom, um, I think that's what I plan to up till our break. Okay, you. Um, I'm hoping that we can look forward, and this will be by nature of a tease, on the other side of the break, to hearing from Millie Small. Does that sound all right to you? Got Millie Small coming up, and then we've got another subject coming up. Okay. More of uh, musicians who have passed on, who've gone on to their reward, who deserve to be remembered for their colors fade. Our Necrology from Dr. Ed Funkhauser. We'll be back in just a couple of three minutes. Hello. Hello. Hey, Tom. I guess that qualifies as a one-hit wonder. I guess it does. Millie Small, uh, who is Jamaican, uh, died May 5th. She was 73 years old and certainly famous for one song. Yeah, I guess a one-hit wonder. My Boy Lollipop, which was released in 1964. By the way, the original name of this song before she recorded it, it had been recorded before as My Girl Lollipop. But um, Millie Small had a unique, youthful singing voice. Uh, and indeed, she was a teenager when she recorded My Boy Lollipop. The song became a hit around the world. It was number two in England and in the United States, number one in Australia, um, including a single record album and subsequent compilation album sales. The song sold more than 7 million copies, it is calculated. She was born on a sugar plantation in Jamaica, and she passed away of a stroke in London, England, where she had lived for many years on May 5th. Millie Small. Okay. I'm Boy Lollipop. Yep. Well, Tom, uh, shall we change the subject a bit? Yes. All right. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, that uh, we uh, might want to talk about some books. Yes, yes. One of the things that I've always enjoyed when we have these meetings to do the necrology is if we have a little space, we get to talk about what people have been reading. And I I noticed in the recent uh, recent conversations with people that because of being uh, sheltering in place or being uh, locked in, so to speak, by by the... uh, uh, virus uh, problem that people have been reading more, and uh, so I'm kind of curious what you've been reading because I, I need some ideas. Okay, <clears throat> well, Tom, I, I can uh, I can suggest I have uh, 
I have a little list made out here of three books that I have recently read uh, that I can recommend. I can recommend all three of these books. These are all nonfiction. Uh, as you know, Tom, I, I really favor reading nonfiction, occasionally a fiction uh, work, but mostly histories, for example. And one uh, that I'll mention is by Robert Kolker, K-O-L-K-E-R, called Hidden Valley Road. Now, Robert Coker is the fellow who wrote the book The Lost Girls, which has been made into a movie, and that is a popular book. But Hidden Valley Road was released on April 7th of this year, so it's a new book. And it's a real story about a family who lived in Colorado, among other places, and they had 12 children. 12. Uh, the father of the family was associated with the Air Force Academy in Colorado, and in fact, um, was the person who, uh, he was a falconer and, it, and uh, suggested that the uh, Air Force Academy mascot be the falcon. At any rate, uh, they, he and his wife, Mimi, had, uh, had uh, 12 kids, 10 boys and two girls. And the story is that six of them, six of the 12, suffered uh, badly from schizophrenia. Uh, and so this book is about schizophrenia, the mental illness, and uh, what we know about it, about uh, featured, uh, uh, featuring this family uh, and the research that was done on this family and what we learned about schizophrenia uh, in the past and looking forward into the future. I really enjoyed this book. It's a really compelling read. One of those books that, you know, you don't want to put it down. Uh, quite a story. Uh, really kind of a tragic story, but a, uh, in some ways a good story, as a matter of fact. Hidden Valley Road by Robert Coulter. I'm sure out there listening tonight are many Eric Larson fans. Uh, Devil in the White City and many other books that um, are really famous. And what a great writer Eric Larson is. Uh, his latest book came out February 25th, and it's called The Splendid and the Vile. And by all means, I recommend it. It is a hoot. It is about uh, the uh, bombing of London, uh, one year, 1940, when uh, Churchill uh, took the lead in the country. And um, this is about Churchill and his family and how they survived and how they lived during all of those attacks and the bombs falling on the city of London. Uh, and other characters as well appear in this book. It is quite a good read. Um, and if you feel like history or have any interest in that, it is a great story. So uh, I know, I know, Tom, you, you are a Larson fan. Tell us the name of the three books again that you just reported on. I beg, I beg your pardon, Tom? Uh, I said tell us the name of the three books again. Well, the two, I've mentioned two books so far, Hidden Valley Road by Robert Coulter okay. and The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson. Okay. Okay. And my third book is The Accidental... Presidents by A.J. Bain, B-A-I-M-E. 
that came out in 2018, and it's about the first four months of Harry Truman's presidency. Wow, what a time he had, and what things he had to think about as he stepped into the role that had been played, of course, by Franklin Roosevelt, who died in April of 1945. I've actually got that book, and I'm reading it, I guess, along with you. I had not heard your recommendation, but I would recommend it, too. I've, what I've read so far of it, I've really enjoyed, and the, the guy writes yeah. very well. Yeah, A.J. Bame had previously written a book called The Arsenal of Democracy, and I had read that several years ago, and that is also a wonderful book. Both of uh, his books, The Accidental President and The Arsenal of Democracy, are both uh, very good, really, really good. All three of these books um, are worth reading. Well, I want to thank you for bringing all the the uh, information that you brought tonight that, that increased the list of our necrology, which, as we said before, is a list of those people who have passed away recently and who deserve to be remembered. And while I was away and we weren't doing the broadcast, you, of course, stayed at your desk and kept writing down the names, and also for uh, mentioning these books that you've read. I, I used to get this kind of information from the late Nancy Olson, and I have missed her, so I word-of-mouth recommendations of books are always good, I think, and I, I hope we can sort of continue to do this with some of our outstanding guests. Ed, we will look forward to talking to you next um, next Thursday night again, okay? Yeah, Tom, we're going to talk about the uh, sports, sportsmen. Sports figures, sports that's women. great. Tremendous. Thank you.